welcome back to the Tea and a Buddy podcast. I'm Dominic. And I'm Erica. And we're going to be talking about the legend of King Arthur. Yes. And the Knights of the Round Table and Camelot. Yes. Because we've been watching a show recently on Netflix. Yeah. An old show. Mm. <laughs> I think it's been off the air for like 10 years, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah, almost 10 years now. <laughs> yeah. It's called Merlin. Yeah. With uh, Colin Morgan and Richard Wilson. Mm. And Bradley James. And, it? and it's just, and it's it's kind of like Smallville. Is it? <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what it was like supposed compared to, to, compared to, you know, okay. because it was like Merlin's younger years. Backstory. Yeah. yeah. Although it's not so backstory because... It's not really, it's just the all of the legends of yeah. the, the Arthurian legends uh-huh. all mixed up and, you know, re- reimagined. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With Merlin, with Merlin being young. Merlin being young, yeah. I think I have to say something to you guys because I think Dominic, Dominic pointed out that I may have mentioned in another podcast that, or I may have said something in the line along the lines that Canterbury Tales and um, the Legend of King Arthur were like the same thing. And that's because I thought that it was. <laughs> well, it's interesting because, like, the in a matter of Britain and all, all everything that's been kind of like oh the writ the written legend of Britain. Yeah. Arthur's featured quite prominently in it. Uh huh. Because kings and queens of like the Tudor era kind yeah. of laid claim to like being descended from him. That is just hilarious. And people are like, oh, well, he must have been a real person then. Mm. Well, I was looking at, because, okay, I haven't read the Canterbury Tales, obviously, because of yeah. Chaucer's a very difficult author to Because that's, that's kind of like a a, um, to a tome about Britain, too, the Canterbury Tales. Yeah, yeah and, so. pe- and I was looking it up when you said, oh, no, they're separate things. Like, you didn't realize that I thought that they were... Yeah. Same thing. You didn't realize that. So yeah. I just always thought that that's what the Canterbury Tales were, because obviously I haven't read it, so I misspoke in a previous podcast. You none, misspoke. None, none of you called that's me it. on it, so <laughs> maybe you haven't read the Canterbury Tales either, but um, anyway, I was looking it up because I was like, well, what the heck are the Canterbury Tales about then? Um, and apparently they're are some characters in the Canterbury Tales that, um, like, recite some of the Arthurian legends oh, like, yeah. to, to the people that they come across. Yeah, because that's, that's how it kind of got popular. People mentioned it in other people works of literature. It, mentioned it in other works of literature. Because, I mean, you know, asking if, is he real or not? I mean, there's, as the British Library say, there's scant evidence. Was, was King Arthur real? Was King Arthur yeah. real? Uh, for certainty, a man named Arthur, Arth, Arthurus or Arthur led a band of warriors in bloody resistance against a number of invading forces, including the Saxons and Jutes, around the 5th and 6th centuries. Mm. And it's significantly earlier than most medieval legends place King Arthur. Yeah. So, yeah. So they, yeah. And then in the ninth history... So ninth, they don't think that that was him. They don't think that was him. Yeah. Um, in a ninth century Latin history of Britain, a Welsh monk called Nennius mentions a warlord named Arthur who fought 12 battles against invaders and who managed to fell 960 men in one go. And it's like an exaggeration typical of the historical 
chronicle genre of that time because when they were recording history in in the middle ages mm-hmm. fact wasn't foremost an on issue. the mind uh, an issue <laughs> it was a case of like history is written by the victors unfortunately i think and the most flattering portrait will do unfortunately i think we're at you know, it's come full circle. We're at that. Because we're same at point that point in, now. in time yeah. again. We're it's at that like same you know, you write your own legend at the end of the yeah. day. <laughs> we're at that same point in time um, where fact once again doesn't really have yeah. anything to do with anything. It's like you just tell it like the way you want it to be remembered, and that's the way people will apparently remember it. So, but you and I were talking about yeah you know, before we started recording. Really, you know, he could have been a real person because he yeah i mean i'm sure there was a, a, a guy named arthur that was leader of something who called himself who declared who styled himself, himself king. king yeah because like back you know, before the, there was the kingdoms like, of mercia before and... yeah, right before there was Saxons. one king of britain yeah there were many kings right like they were sort of like tribes and the leader of each tribe declared themselves king like in game of thrones you know it seems yes. it sounds silly king of the north king of the yeah. iron islands yeah yeah i mean it's just the same sort of thing mm-hmm. so uh, there may have yeah. been a king arthur who knows jeffrey of monmouth he wrote a history of kings of britain mm-hmm. in 1138 and that's the basic story of the legend of king arthur because he wrote about a king arthur of britain mm-hmm. but they believe that these legends existed before this guy this, wrote, wrote it down yes right? i think it was kind of like uh oral history and he's the first he's also the first to outline arthur's genealogy you know um, according to Geoffrey, Arthur's father, Uther Pendragon, is aided by a sorcerer and prophet called Merlin. Yeah. They mention pers- Uther in, yeah. in the BBC show Merlin. Yeah. Because yeah. I had never heard of Uther, I don't think. Um, I think he was in Excalibur, that movie. Oh, yeah, I haven't yeah. seen Yeah, I mean, he's become like he's Arthur's father. Mm-hmm. But in the, in, in the um, history of the Kings of Britain, he says he helped... Um, Merlin helped Uther impersonate another man and sleep with his wife, resulting in the in the conception of Arthur. And that's you know a lot of people started building on that. You know, yeah. two other major chronicles of the time, mm-hmm. you know, embellished it. What I think is really really awesome, and like, I mean, help me. It's going to be difficult to think of others off the top of our heads here, like on the spur of the moment. But can you think of any other legends that have been around for just centuries and centuries like, yeah. like these? I mean, I mean, no, I mean, really. the Bible, the Bible, yeah. but it's all written down. You know, I mean, I mean, it, it's all written. It down. was written this down. This was all written down. And it's been right, revised. Yeah, it, it and was written down after the fact. Reinterpreted, which, which, yeah. which apparently, if if you want to believe that Arthur or any of these people were real, then this stuff was written down after the fact, also. Yeah. But like, I don't know. It. I just find it so like awesome that legends could can exist for that long like you know people would just tell their kids these stories like before they went to bed and the kids just were like so into the stories that they remembered it their whole lives and they passed it to their kids yeah and they passed it to their kids you know and they shared it at campfires yeah bedtime stories mm-hmm. 
you know, yeah, I mean, that, that's that's just been kind of like how it's been. I mean, there was no television or radio. Or no, there was, and there was nothing to then, dispute you know? the fact, you know. Yeah. I mean, you could have some guy going, oh, I don't believe in that. Mm-hmm. But everybody's like, oh, yeah, I do. Yeah. You know, Arthur it, was real, you know. I think in other cultures, there probably are similar legends oh that yeah are, that yeah are, that are passed down and have been passed down for as many centuries yeah yeah just offhand i can't really think i can't really think of a lot of them you know like i don't know i can't think of any of them L- let me know yeah. if you guys can some that some legends similar to this that you can think of that have existed for centuries and centuries you know it's just it's really kind of like you know, it, it's like that um, emoji where your head just explodes. You know, it's just like, you know, because it's just. And you do look like an emoji. Thinking about it like that, it's just, it's crazy, isn't it? You know, and obviously stuff gets embellished, like you said, when when it is passed down. Well, like yes. I mean, you know, someone's like, oh. Um, people add stuff to it, which is and, what and happened. And his sword apparently. was too heavy to pick up. Yeah. That magically becomes like, oh, he couldn't get it out of a stone. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. And it's just like, it's up to whoever's... That's sort of similar to, I think we said that when we were watching Merlin. That's sort of similar to Thor's hammer, isn't it? That Yes, yes. That was probably maybe even the inspiration, the inspiration for, for that. Thor's yeah. hammer. It was too heavy to... Who, well, no, whoever wields Thor's, the hammer. Thor's hammer was probably beforehand, right? Because yeah. the Vikings came over oh, yeah. to Britain. So. And, and probably some of the Vikings were instrumental in the whole thing, you know? Yeah. But I think that's where the sword and the stone, like, only he who is worthy of pulling this yeah. sword out can pull it out. It's the same thing of, like... Only he who's worthy can wield lift the up and wield, yeah, Thor's hammer. That's got to be where that came from. It's way too similar. Yeah. In the 12th century. The 12th century. <laughs> a Norman poet called Wace. Oh, yeah, Wace, mm. I guess. Based his Roman de Brute, A History of Britain, on Geoffrey's work. Adding in new features like the special round table created for mm. Arthur's barons so that they would not argue over precedence and status at meetings. Mm-hmm. In the 13th century, an English poet called Leoman combines the Arthurian sections from Geoffrey and Wace and further expands on the legend. So, for example, he adds in a riot between barons and noblemen, all vying for status, which leads to the creation of the round table. How progressive is that? You know, how, how like, forward-thinking and, like, modern... Is that to to think of this idea that everybody is created equal? Yeah, you know, way back then when yeah. like that was not a thing. You know, and I mean, well, we don't actually we don't know because I mean that could have been thought up later on. You know, by someone interpreting the legend is like, oh yes, because they were all vying for status and. You know, and yeah, so, no, but you just said in the twelfth yeah. century he wrote that, right? In, in the twelfth century, I mean, he wrote that's that. progressive. Even in the twelfth twelfth century, is the eleven hundreds, like the idea that everybody's equal and nobody has any more importance, like to sit at a head of the table. Yeah. that's like that's very very um, yeah. impressive for that time. Um, then Cretien de Troyes, I guess that's what his name is. <laughs> Chrétien de Troyes, a 12th century French poet. French listeners. (laughs) 
French poet created the characters of Lancelot and Guinevere and expanded mm. upon the legend. That's when, and the Knights of the Round Table. Oh, yeah. And you know, that's when it became, started becoming romantic. Mm. You know, like the romance genre. Yeah. And it was then, probably just maybe like stories of great yeah. battles before that. Battles and Merlin helping everyone, you know, achieve like uniting the kingdom yeah. of Albion, mm-hmm. which was England and whatever, you know, and just like, oh, yes, you know, that would have been it. Then in the 15th century or the 12th century in, in the French literature got a hold of it, created mm. Camelot, created the whole fictional fantasy, mystical, magical <laughs> setting for it all. Yeah. Because they probably started to realize then, oh, this, this is probably a... A sto- this is just a story. Yeah. And I'm making it up, so it obviously is, you yeah. know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the La Morte de Arthur, The Death of Arthur, is a 15th century Middle English prose, and it's a reworking by Sir Thomas Mallory, which his, you know, there was a lot of Thomas Mallory's in those days, so they're, <laughs> they're trying to figure out if that was a real... Yeah. That he was the real author of someone else did it, Oh, you know? yeah. Uh, of tales about the legendary King Arthur, Guinevere, Lancelot, Merlin, and the Knights of the Round Table, mm. along with their respective folklore. Oh, yeah. And in order to tell a complete story from his con- conception to his death, Mallory compiled, rearranged, interpreted, and modified material from the various French and English sources. Mm. And that's what everyone draws from today I've to, found... like, tell their King Arthur story, you mm. know? I find it interesting. I mean, I don't I don't know obviously like the history between you know, I there's a lot of history between France and England. There's a lot. Right? Yes. Yeah, well, I mean the, they, they were the, ex- yeah, they were always at war. They were always at war. Yeah. So I find it really interesting that any French writers would be writing about an English king who was like the the greatest king of all time yeah you know? like why why <laughs> why why would they do that why yeah. would that waste do that he was a norman poet so he was french i mean it you know when you look at them on a map mm. it's only 20 i think it's about 20 miles yeah at its closest point between france and england mm-hmm. so it wasn't a, it wasn't a, a long journey no at all. On a clear day, you can see. You On can a clear see day, across, you can see, you? yeah. Yeah. Across from from Dover or wherever, you know. And it's just kind of like, so the history is quite linked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People were going back and forth all the time, mm-hmm. you know. They were at war. They were, you know, always, you know, talking to each other, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's... Yeah. Kind of like, you know, like the the three musketeers. I guess I just always have this kind of like silly idea that, you know, because I'm, it comes from like social media and modern movies and stuff like, social oh, we media. hate the French. Oh, we hate well, the that's English, the, the, that's, you know. That's the, yeah, that's, that's the main British kind and so, of And so I guess I always think that it's narrative. always been that way, but obviously it hasn't. I mean, and, 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 not for, it and, it, hasn't. and it's not true for everybody anyway. Um but yeah, I don't. I don't know. I just never would have expected like a, it to be it to have been written by a French person. You know, well, it's the, like, well, the romantic literature they just they just had a a framework to work with. Yeah. So you know, like oh, they Lancelot and Guinevere and the the whole love affair between them, mm-hmm. and of course, you know, it was kind of like 
stereotypically stereotypically French because <laughs> it was like there was it was kind of like a doomed romance, wasn't it? You know, <laughs> yeah. And it's all like oh, you know, Romeo and Juliet style, Ooh, you know, yeah. Which maybe how where Shakespeare got his mm. inspiration for Romeo and Juliet, you know, yeah. or maybe it was a case of they were around similar time, you know, that was like the romantic genre was like, oh yeah, doomed love, forbidden love. Mm. Um, and you know, the, the doom somebody, of Camelot. Somebody had to die. <laughs> and the doom of Camelot, you know, yeah. the, the round table was destroyed and mm. Camelot fell and it was all destruction, you know. I mean, I don't know all the history, you know. Did you learn about all this stuff in school? I mean, we, we brushed upon it. I don't remember learning about it in school. I I know kind of, I know about it because it's debated. You know, know, like historians know debate is it. like, oh, it's 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 just a story, and others are go, oh no, you know. Well, there's places, aren't there? There's a there's some ruins Merlin, of a castle, Tintagel. Yeah, and yeah. people go, oh, this is. And the Welsh, of course, is... with their folklore, like they've taken to to Merlin, like. You know, they, they've got statues of him everywhere. You've, you've seen one. But, like, Camelot is not a place in Britain, is it? <laughs> Camelot was like, yeah, yeah, no, it's not. But, it's I mean, not again, actual... that's, it's like the Kingdom of Wessex. Oh, I guess so. You know? They've been renamed other they've things. They've been rena- renamed other things. Albion is England, and that's kind of like, yeah, that's become a byword for England now, down in Albion, you know, mm. old Albion. <laughs> is it yeah Al- they call it, they call it albion because it's they don't want to call it england you know because yeah. it's a story yeah yeah you know um but i just don't remember like we didn't have to read any of this kind of stuff in school or, or anything but i just know it you know like when we were watching merlin and he throws the sword in the lake just disney something, something in the this back is of all my disney i've stuff. never seen it you never, never seen the Sword in the Stone? No. I've never seen it. And that's it. what it's called, isn't it? But somehow the, the him throwing the sword in the lake was so familiar. And, I mean, obviously I've heard the the legend of the sword in the stone. Excalibur, yeah, that's, that's, that's like the major, like, one. I vaguely think that maybe when I was, like, like very little, like, like very, very little. Yeah. There must have been something on television, like... PBS or I don't know what you know just the legend the, of King Arthur just in the background or Excalibur yeah the movie of me like being late little 70s early 80s and just like hearing these these names of these people and Merlin and King Arthur and you know knights like I have little flashes of things like that but I we definitely did not learn about this in school ever 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 we brushed upon it I mean I I must have seen something on it, you know. So it's so it's kind of weird because it's just. But like... I never. I I I think I grew up knowing it was just a story, and there wasn't actually a King Arthur. Well, yeah, I mean, because I... Camelot, you know, it's like Camelot doesn't exist. So mm. yeah, why would King Arthur exist? You know. Yeah. I knew about Alfred the Great. But then maybe he, he existed. But then maybe he did. We don't know. You know. Yeah, I, know I, I like to think. I mean, he Alfred did. the Great. Yeah. I mean, uniting the kingdoms. That's basically what the last kingdom does, isn't it? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like oh, uniting the kingdoms to yeah. make one England. Yeah. You know? And so watching that, my dream. You know? And so watching that the whole time, I was kind of thinking, yeah, is he is is he the Maybe. one who, that Arthur is based on? You know, they both both of their names start with an A. <laughs> Alfred the Great. Yeah. Yeah. 
And they're both these great kings, and they have really... The greatest king. <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, but no, it's just weird to me that, you know, we never learned about it in school, but yet I just know, I know about it. You know, it's kind of one of those things that's just like, it's ingrained in you somehow. I mean... Which is how when, it's existed for so long, you know? It's existed for so long because it gets revived every so often. And I mean, today it's everything is being plundered. For, you know, entertainment, you know. Mm. And, um, so, you know, you have, like, all this kind of, like, stuff, like, the legend of King Arthur, you know, and it starts, it starts, starts up as, like, a small story, then it gets bigger, mm-hmm. like, in the 15th century, and then it kind of dies off again. Yeah. And in the 19th century, it gets a, re- you know, kind mm. of like Shakespeare's stuff, it got a, you know, a renaissance period, you yeah. know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A rebirth and it was just like you know now it's just like everyone's making movies about it i mean there was the guy ritchie film yeah we watched that didn't we that yeah was and that good. was kind of like you know and it was interesting to note that the um every time it gets reborn it's kind of mirroring the contemporary um situation yeah S- society society you know in society yeah so guy ritchie's was like poverty and Mm. equality and i mean that's always going on anyway that's all that's always been going on <laughs> you know, i mean it's... apparently it was always going on in in the day so it's just kind of like someone forged this story and wrote it because oh yeah you know it's something that's going on it's something that's close to my heart you know and yeah the you know the lancelot and guinevere was like oh that was what was capturing the imaginations at the time you know like oh you know the regency period all that kind of like yeah romantic stuff you know it's just like oh you know this is this is it this is it's like the wizard of oz isn't it people people like the wizard of oz but really it was written as a about um farmers and you know Mm. it was a it was a um what do you what do you call it it was a comment on social comment yeah Yeah. social commentary it was the same it was the same thing but it just used um different characters yes. to represent different things and it's just like it wasn't about what metaphors it like. and everything yeah, like that. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i mean yeah metaphorical mm. i mean that's 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 true that's what a good story that's what a good story does though yeah. isn't it yeah because i mean you know but there's people out there that won't realize it you know they mm. just want to be entertained yeah you know, they want the magical elements they want merlin to be you know, doing magic and... Merlin exists in my head, okay? Yeah, you met Merlin, didn't Him you? Him and Dumbledore. Merlin. And um, Gandalf, Dumbledore you know. basically <laughs> is Merlin. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's... Merlin's that's, beard! Yeah, I mean, that's obviously where she got that idea Yeah, from. because, I mean, the, the the whole image of, like, you know, Gandalf, you know, these old Dumbledore, mm-hmm. white, long white beard, yeah. long white hair, robes, and the pointy hat. It's like it's Merlin. It yeah. comes from that, doesn't it? Yeah, you know, yeah, it's yeah. just like, oh, man, you know. And, yeah. they, and they make fun of that in the Merlin show. Mm. You know, like, they have him as young Merlin, but he can do, like, an aging spell, and he turns into Emrys, mm-hmm. which is what the Druids know him as. Yeah. Or everyone else knows him as. So he's Emrys then, and he's like... He's the Merlin that everyone knows, you know. Yeah. And he's like the Merlin of that statue. He's, like he's all little, jolly. He's like a crazy little. He's like a crazy little Emerus. Crazy he's a, little wizard. He's a crazy little wizard, but you know you have to be crazy to do that magic. They always called him Merlin the Magician, though, didn't they? Oh yes. Yeah. Merlin the Magician. 
What other? Oh, you're a regular Merlin, you are. So have you seen all those films then? Like, I know there's... I've seen Excalibur, but not for years. I was like a kid when I watched it. I've never seen it. I've never seen it unless that's what I am having flashes of being on television from when I was little. Um, and they set it in the medieval period because and knights like and chivalry and all that. And a kid in King Arthur's Court. Does that have anything to do with Connecticut anything? Connecticut Yankee in King no, Arthur's a Court? No, a kid in King Arthur's Court. Oh, it's know. like a Disney movie, I think. Oh, no, I I've never know. seen that one. And there you go. Mark Twain wrote a Connecticut Yankee in King Arthur's Court. Oh, yeah. You know, that was another, mm-hmm. you know, just melding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I never read it, but you know, it was like that's that's what it was like, King Arthur. You know, I'm very, you know, I'm very into all the mystical, magical yes. things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, Ever since Harry Potter, I think. And it was historical. Harry Potter, wasn't it? Oh no, no, just it's been my whole life. Um, <laughs> Disney. It's probably probably it comes from Disney from when I was a kid. But yeah, no Wizard of Oz. You know, as I mentioned before, it's like I've always been into like magic and fantasy kind of like creatures and elements and that's just that's that's where i live in my head okay (laughs) you know she wants a little goblin to come and say hello to her yeah so just the whole boo (laughs) so just the whole story of this i don't know i don't know why it took us so long to watch merlin really i uh, when i when I was I was still living in the UK when it started, mm. and I remember seeing Richard Wilson as Gaius. Yeah. On you know people were talking about him, and I was just like, oh yeah, you know, because it's like he's finally doing something to get out of the victim Eldrew. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. People see him as you know. Yeah. And you know, yeah, he's he's in all five seasons of it. Mm-hmm. I I mean, Colin Morgan hasn't really done too much else i mean if we're being honest i think that it could have been done better i i don't want to criticize it in no. a way that makes it seem like it's like it's no good you it's know? it's i mean we're here we're in the fifth season so we've obviously watched yeah. it no it's good i mean because it's easy as i, f- I keep saying this it's easy sunday night viewing mm-hmm. and it was intended for an audience of kids and it's like a basic also, telling of the story isn't it you know older people too yeah you know people who remember how shows used to be made mm. they didn't want a game of thrones sweeping at yeah it has, a, it has a very 1970s kind of vibe to it i'd say i'd say it was more 1990s you know the, the way it's well i'm not talking about production value i just uh, mean the general vibe like it just feels to me like because they're reusing puzzle wood all the time yeah yeah because <laughs> they, 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 they always go to puzzle wood for location go listen to our puzzle wood podcast if you have no idea yes what we're puzzle about. <laughs> wood yeah go listen to that but yeah i mean i need to go there forest of dean i need to go visit we need to dress you up and you can go there and you can be all magical with your cloak and everything and tintagel just... castle that's in cornwall Tinta- is tintagel it? or tintagel i think it's tintagel isn't yeah. it in cornwall and who determined oh this is the remnant well, why is there a statue of merlin and camarden i think that center? has to do based on my research yeah I think that has to do with the apparent popularity of the legend in Wales, the legend of Camelot in Wales. That photo of you with Merlin. Apparently when it came out, (laughs) apparently when it came out, it was like, it took off in Wales. Yeah. I don't, I don't know why. Maybe Wales is a more magical place Celtic folklore. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. And I think Emrys is 
is is is uh, like it's it's part of his Celtic name. That's why they always call him Emrys. Mm. So the druids call him druids, and everyone else who's magically go Emrys. Yeah, you know, because <laughs> they're, they're like, just oh, they're, yeah. they're sort of Merlin is just something that your your mother named you. Yeah. We know you as Emrys. Yeah, because oh. your story's been written since the dawn sort of, of time. time. Yeah. yeah. Story's been written since the dawn of time. You guys, it's so good. I know it just sounds like cheesy, but I just love that kind of thing. I just love it. Yes. I do. And we're going to put that picture of you and Merlin up. <laughs> No, we're not. Yes, we are. No, we're not. Because everyone loves you and Merlin. And but, Merlin looks all jolly. Just look at But yeah, I thought that was really <laughs> random when we did see Merlin. But but then when I when I was researching the other day about it, I think that that's why. Because like, what's Merlin doing here? Apparently it really took off in Wales, the story. So, yeah, let's erect a statue of Merlin in the middle of town. Merlin. For no apparent reason. You know, there's not going to be anybody, you know, um, petitioning to have that statue removed, though, no. is there? <laughs> it's like that statue's there to stay. Maybe Morgana. <laughs> yeah, I do wonder how many of the characters that they mention in this series exist in the writings or in the Morg- well i mean pretty much all like, of them morgana like Mor- mordred i didn't everyone. remember i didn't remember seeing anything about morgana in my quick little like research that i was doing about it though did you mm-hmm. any mentions of morgana there's like morgan morgan um, morgan Le Fay. Le Fay. Yeah, yeah she's like the f- morgan of the fairies yeah and then there's the lady of the lake and then there's um Mordred, yeah, you know, but I think Mordred. But was I don't more... know if Morgan Le Fay is where Morgana came from, or if Morgana is actually a character in the Arthurian legend. I don't know. I think yeah. it's Morgan Le Fay. It came from that. So. Anyway, if any of you guys listening know anything about anything we're talking about more than we do, yes, please let me know because I'm. If you're very a Merlin or Arthur historian. Yeah. Contact us. Even if you're not a historian, even if you're just into it, if you've read these. Um, the 12th century or, you know, 15th century or whatever it is, writings and retellings of these things. <laughs> I mean, it's possible. People like to read. <laughs> Let me know because I need to know whether that's something that I possibly need to read. I want to find, like, I wonder if there's, like, a modern compilation of all the legends, but, like, told in... In a modern way. In a, well, not in a, uh, in in a modern, modern language. In modern language, yeah, because, I mean... Because sometimes that old um, language is a bit too fruity and it loses me. Yeah, it's you know? a little bit too descriptive. Flowery. And also and... the spellings and everything is a bit weird, too. Yeah, and just the just the language in general, general can be a bit difficult. I mean, I, I, you know, I still have a little bit of trouble with Shakespeare, so anything even earlier than yeah. that... <laughs> It's definitely not going to be. Oh, one last thing. We are over time, but yeah. that you found when you were researching that I think is really cool in Merlin is anytime they're doing the um, incantations, like anytime oh, yeah, he's yeah. doing the spells, it's actual old English. It's that actual they use. old English, yeah. And you can tell that, that sometimes awesome. when they're doing the healing spell, they they say elixir in it. Yeah, elixirs when he's talking English. to the dragon, he goes, "Oh, dragon! <laughs> oh, dragon! Uh, you know, and he's calling him. Yeah, there's a dragon here too. <laughs> yes, and it's John Hurt. And he's a really cute dragon too. So 
Yeah. If you're into fantasy things like me, go ahead and watch the show. It's not Game of Thrones. It's a very easy, like, something you can watch with kids, you know. it's Yeah, I mean, that's why that they make it like that, so it's not... Some of the episodes are a little samey. <laughs> but... Contrived, yeah. I mean, the recycling plot at the end of the day, because... Yeah, we need, we need content. Yes. <laughs> um, like us, but... we're recycling this. <laughs> we're recycling We're going to do this 12 times. <laughs> Just to fill out. Yeah, so on Thursday, um, Merlin... Uh, Emrys. <laughs> Legend of Arthur Part 2. <laughs> no. No. It'll be the Highlands. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for tuning in. As always, we appreciate your support. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, like I said before, if you are into this same kind of like genre and if you know anything about this legend more than, you know, me and Dominic, let me know because I, I, I'm very interested. Um, but yeah, other than that, just be sure you're following us on social media. We are at T-Buddy on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. T-E-A-B-U-T-T-Y. And we'll talk to you next time. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.